from Silicon Valley, California. This is Fresh Dialogues. In this week's Fresh Dialogues, we talk to K.R. Sridhar, CEO of Bloom Energy, a Silicon Valley-based fuel cell company. This is part two of the interview, and K.R. talks about his team of PhDs, his timeline, and the hype surrounding Bloom Energy. We join the conversation as we discuss the Bloom Box and its potential pricing level. K.R., thank you for joining me today on Fresh Dialogues. I appreciate you taking the time. You're welcome. So let's talk about how affordable it might be. I've read that $10,000 is a target. Don't use any numbers. That's all speculation. Yeah, that's all speculation. So all that I can simply tell you is if it needs mass market adoption, it needs to be affordable. And affordability is already set in the marketplace because today you buy electrons and you pay a certain price. If I offer you all the advantages of the kind of device I'm talking about, and you have to say the, pay the same price as you're paying your local utility, then it's affordable to you. Right. So uh, that goal is there. And our goal is clearly to make it affordable. If it's not affordable, it'll be the niche market. It'll be a Tesla. Right. And your goal is to make it absolutely affordable. Yeah, we need it to be a Honda Civic. Honda Civic. I like that analogy. That's okay. great. And let's talk about barriers to entry. You're notoriously in stealth mode. Right. Are there high barriers to entry to this? I mean, how many PhDs do you have Absolutely. working on it? Absolutely. Very high barriers to entry. The high barriers to entry come from it's a very complex interdisciplinary field. Uh, it requires knowledge not just in one area in significant number of engineering, science, material science disciplines. And the development of all that technology, the process know-how, is fairly complex. And it's a significant amount of capital, and I can't give you the number, that needs to be invested over a long period of time to get it to where it needs to be. Those becomes those become the barriers to entry. But clearly, it's a huge enough market that other people will try. Right. And how many PhDs do you have in your team working on this problem? Uh, let's say it's in the 100 range. It's in the hundreds. Yeah. Wow. From, I assume, being Silicon Valley, people from around the world. Around the world. You're, you're getting the, world. the best talent on around this problem. The world. Absolutely. Around and the And they're world. presumably all sworn to secrecy, they are, too. They're the best in what they do, and that's why they're here. Right. That's yeah. great. You filed your first patent in 2003, mm-hmm. and I understand there was one filed last year. Mm-hmm. What, can you describe the, the trends from, from 2003 to now? I mean, you're obviously a very patient man, and you've talked about your motivations, but can you talk about that, that whole trajectory? I mean, 2003, when you filed that patent, did you think, you know, by September 2009 you would be in production? Or? We, had, we had roughly laid out this timeline in our very first series of uh, fundraising from our investors. And we are, for a project of this time scale, we are probably within two, three quarters of the original projection. And again, you need to understand that this is the kind of product that nobody has built before. And a industry to support you doesn't exist around you. So we're not just building a company. We're building all the support infrastructure that needs to be around us. 
So given that caveat of how long it is and within that six, seven months, if, if you accept that as the give or take, we are on plan. Right. So there must be like a growing enthusiasm and excitement. Absolutely. Building. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, we, uh, the big thing is uh, the entire Bloom team from employees to investors to board members to everybody else uh, are real believers in what we do and real believers in the mission of the company. Uh, right. So that alone creates the enthusiasm. I bet. I yeah. bet. Um, you've said in the past, we want our product to speak before we speak. What do you mean by that? Uh, there's been enough hype of people coming and saying, this is what we will do. And a lot of them have not come to fruition. They've not been able to meet it. And that doesn't mean that they did something wrong. It's just a very difficult a problem to solve, or somebody would have solved this a long time ago. Right. Uh, and for us, we just didn't want to add to that hype of coming and saying, this is what it'll do. We first wanted to be sure it works. Mm-hmm. We first wanted to, and it's not just that it works. It can be made affordable. Right. It can It can make a difference. You're creating a business. You're creating an industry. Okay. So, so you it needs to work. It needs to be a quality product that has reliability that people will buy. It needs to be the kind of product that makes a difference in somebody's life to want to buy it. It can be affordable. There's a value proposition to it. And at that affordability rate, the business can be successful because it's making a profit. Well, KR Sridhar, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for joining me today on Fresh Dialogues. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen. For more lively interviews with many more leaders, go to freshdialogues.com. With special thanks to Carol Pecora for technical support and Kevin McLeod, who wrote and produced our music. 